Gordano. Gordano. And my goodness me. Yes, your goodness you. <laughs> yes. Damn straight, motherfucker. Um, we have got... <laughs> We've got a podcast for you. Yes, hence the downloading of it. That's right. And it's coming up. Mm. Now. The headlines tonight. What's Tom up to, Tom, in dramatic expose? Local enthusiasts unearth 10 parish events calendar. braces itself for more horoscope-based chaos. If it's a life you're after, if it's an American you're after, and if it's greatness you're after, then stay tuned. Hillary Clinton surprises no one by announcing her tilt for the presidency. In her announcement speech, she stated... It's the obvious thing to do, like switching off the radio for the next two hours. music there as we say good evening that was good morning by the pretty things and this is indeed sorry not in service coming at you like cleopatra and uh this is simon speaking and in a second uh when i click my fingers it'll be william speaking ready hello i'm <laughs> william it is all good i'm here been an odd week <laughs> <laughs> I dare say we're going to be hearing all about it, and indeed the fallout from your odd week. Yes, precisely. And like fallout, it will contaminate the land for centuries to come. And hippies despise my actions. Stupid hippies. All I know is worth 20% of the government's defence budgets. Wow, listen, it's another two hours of this coming up. William's unfettered vitriol. <laughs> yeah, my unfettered vitriol. My UV, if you will. This is... Yeah, uh, bask in my UV light. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. What? And we're on for the next uh, hour and 50 minutes here on 10 Radio. Uh, it's a glorious... Uh, sun, well, no, it's slightly murky now. Uh, sun's gone down. So uh, it's OK now. Um, but, uh, you know, soon it'll be night. Jolly hot in the studio here, so William's quite tired, and it, it might sort of trickle down a sort of metaphorical hill as he descends into sleep. I was going to say more trickling down a kind of metaphorical inner thigh, but also I was going to say that it was, uh, yeah, when the night comes, there's going to be a lovely meteor shower, so if this show doesn't pick up, first link's gone badly, so... And uh, this is Ring the Bell by Yacht. There's no one else here. Not quite. We're here, uh, William. How on earth? I'm go let's have a let's have a review of your last fortnight, shall a we? Review of my last my last <laughs> fortnight. Yes, Jesus sir. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we are going to be reaching quite the crescendo this evening. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to say it's been nice knowing you, but. Eh. Mm -hmm. 
Um, how's your fortnight been, Will? Um, uh, it's, it's been all right. Did, a, did an interesting thing. I had last Sunday off. I very rarely get weekends off. Well, and a, a Sunday. What happens on Sunday, Simon? What do tired old married couples who run out of things to say to each other do on Sundays? Um, well, car car boot sales. Oh, see, right, okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think what we did on Sunday. Car boot <laughs> did you go to a car boot sale? She doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. Okay. Um, so you're going to dive in into the show. I'm going to be divorced. What Lovely. a show we've got coming up. Sorry, William. You went to a car boot sale. Yes, I went to a car boot sale, which is kind of good fun. There is a downside to a car boot sale, Simon. Such as? The downside to a car boot sale, Simon, is... Seeing a load of stuff on the, a display, yes. you like the look of. Yes. And you kind of mosey on over there. Well, look at that. There's some like rusted iron items. Love a bit of rusted iron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. 100% behind you. Very much uh, a car boot um, being like uh, per perpetrated. Yeah, let's, let's go with perpetrated by a friend of mine. Oh, the car boot was run by a friend well, of yours. The, the, the specific store we went up to was run by a friend of yours. Yeah. Okay, why is this a problem? You like his wares? Because. You can't just go, I want that thing that you have, here is the uh, money for it, because cause it, it's a friend of yours, it's complicated, because then it's like, is he gonna, is he gonna undercharge me? Because we're friends, oh. but I don't, I don't need him to do that, that's fine, I don't oh, mind okay. paying standard punter wares, but at the same time, am I gonna be inspiring despair in him? What if he goes, oh, you know, I, I should probably give Will a better deal, but... You know, this would sell to somebody else. You don't understand my quandary, do you? Not a hundred percent. You went to a car boot sale and bought something from a vendor. No, no, I couldn't. I didn't buy anything from him because I didn't want to be in the position where either he or I felt that maybe there was going to be some complication about a financial transaction between <laughs> friends. Fair enough. You're so cavalier about money. Would you? <laughs> Are you genuinely? Do you genuinely not get this? No, you don't. You don't understand the issue. Not really. I really don't. I'm so sorry. I really wish I did. Listeners, um, f scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, email in if you get this. Studio ten radio dot org. Sorry, not in service at yahoo.co.uk. Agree with William. <laughs> Agree with me, or surely no. Well, let's just see what Bruce Springsteen has to say about the matter. Right, Bruce has actually solved the issue indirectly. Uh, yeah, he has, yeah. He's just given us time to quietly discuss things whilst not trying to be excitable. Um, there's not a prearranged <laughs> price. The issue is, you go up to a stall, you look at a thing, you go, that's nice, and there is a moment where the person running the stall looks at you and makes a decision about how much they think you're going to pay for it. There is not a prearranged price. It is a complicated situation. Thus, the awkwardness arises. Precisely. Well, that was a well-judged song to uh, keep the mood up. <laughs> what the devil was that, Simon? That was uh, Bruce Springsteen with his song State Trooper from the album Nebraska. B Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Does it, did, uh, b born in the USA and he's all, he's all excitable Rocky Man. What the devil was that? Well, that was uh, <laughs> a song regarding an altercation with, I dare say, a state trooper. Uh, and uh, a jolly good fun it was, too. And... Uh, <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Is that one of the things that's happened to you in the past fortnight? Oh! Boom. I, I sense a question coming my way. You, mm, do you? Yes. Do you? 
Dare you bring Simon, it. Simon, what the <laughs> have you been up to in the past week? I have two anecdotes for you, William. Two of them. One regarding an explosion. Regarding. And the other regarding erotica. <laughs> or alternatively, I can give you a third one regarding an erotic explosion. Which would you like? Let's <laughs> try and draw our own conclusions about the erotic explosion by comparing the first two. Which do you want? Explosions or erotica? Let's start with erotica, which tends to lead to explosions. <laughs> Can do. Um, as, as in, like, I will do. Um, let me think. Uh, yes, right, William, you know for your uh, Christmas or birthday it was when I bought you the erotic T-shirt of me spreading eagled uh, on a chair uh, with yeah. no trousers on. We've all, we've all we've discussed all seen it. That. We've all looked at the picture on the website and thought, Fwar. Um Well, Fwar. my lovely lady wife, it was her birthday recently. Oh. And she was quite disappointed that I gave you the T-shirt with me uh, being all sexy on it, which I, I can't really, really understand. But there we are. So I thought to myself, here's an idea. I'm your brother. Why don't? <laughs> why don't? Why don't I make Carla a T-shirt with an erotic pose? Oh, of me? No, of me. Oh. Uh, I thought it would be a bit strange if I gave her the same one that I gave you. So she was out yeah. one afternoon. So I devised myself another little sexy erotic pose. And oh. This one was a humdinger, sir. Really? Yes, sir. More um, or less erotic. Um, Far more erotic. Oh, hello. Yes. Mm. And my bulge enhancement unit on that day, I can tell Did you. Did you? Um, I, there was a, some, some very uh, skin-tight vest tucked into my underwear, uh, big thick socks in a sort of, what sort of pose would you call this? Sort of like... Um, uh, oh, that's complicated. Knees at right angles, one yeah. knee facing north, the other facing the camera sort of affair. Yeah. Why not try it at home, listeners, and you can uh, experience what I did. Just, and, just uh, do that to your radio or computer right now. <laughs> And uh, we can all just share in that moment. You've got the pose. Uh, anyway, um, long story short, wonderful T-shirt, uh, expecting delivery. I thought, well, Carla's going to have a week off work, so I need to get it delivered to work, uh, to my workplace. So um, I had a delivery date, sat there waiting patiently for it. Um, I did see the Royal Mail van driving past, uh, but it drove down to uh, one of the houses on the farm ah. to the staff. I wasn't expecting the t-shirt company to send it in a clear plastic bag. That's novel. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and so one of my chums uh, came up uh, to the office um, holding this very clear picture of, of me. Splayed. <laughs> Splayed. <laughs> in a vest and pants. And uh, right. so it said, um, you know, is this for you? Yes, I think it is. Oh, that one was water. <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. Did did, did the guy who brought the t-shirt up ask whether it was for you or whether it was just to be delivered to you? Uh, to be delivered to me. Right. Okay. So he didn't ask whether or not it was for you or for somebody else. Or oh, actually, yeah, I hadn't thought about that because he did say it's just for you. Yeah. So he thinks that you're just going to wear that. <laughs> Uh, and uh, as far as explosions are concerned, uh, William, um, I was in a petrol station and uh, I don't um, <laughs> go badly in a petrol station. Simon. Well, here's the thing: you take the nozzle out, and then there's a sort of like um, some of the fuel comes gushing out of the um, thing. You know, oh yeah, yeah, air, yeah, air pressure and whatnot. Uh, I, you know, so I, I, sometimes I air um, pressure and what? <laughs> I, um, big old James May. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm quite prone to hyperbole uh, in in day to day life, and I might have overdone it when I went to the till and went. Uh, oh, um, by the way, there was quite a large petrol explosion on the full course. 
and the lady behind the counter was horrified. Yes. <laughs> then I then I tweaked what I just said. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said the word okay. petrol explosion, should no, I? And she, avoid that. and she went, no, no, probably best not to probably in a petrol station. Yes, precisely. <laughs> so also, are. Simon, I'm very much enjoying the sentence. I'm quite prone to hyperbole. That qualifier of not overly, I'm quite <laughs> prone to hyperbole. <laughs> I am incidentally prone to overstating facts. <laughs> what the devil was that, Simon? Uh, that was Animal Collective with Lion in a Coma. Lion in a Coma? I know, I know, it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a joke for uh, Smiths fans there. It certainly is, not blacksmiths. No, no sir. Of course. Um, Simon, Simon, an animal collective, a lion in a coma, these sound an awful lot like um, living beings and what they do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I knew where this was going. <laughs> I really wish I knew where this was going as well. Um, Living beings and what they do. Yes. Can you name a living being? Tom. Hmm. What's he up to? What is Tom up, up to now? Hello. Hello, Tom. It's Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello, Tom. Tom, dare I ask you this question? It's impossible to know the answer from this end. What <laughs> the hell are you up to? I, I'm wearing a poncho. <laughs> Get out of town, you f***wit. Stop, Simon! Bye, Tom! <laughs> what is Tom up, up to now? Now, now, no, right, Simon, things went a little bit blue there for uh, uh, 25 to 9. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Well, A, I forgot that it went a little bit blue and we were putting it out at 25 to 9. But in fairness, it was all, it was all very delicately covered up. Secondly, um... <laughs> delicately covered up? <laughs> Um, <laughs> the kind of subtle alarm they make in just places to go. We've uh, we've just run out of crepes on table three. <laughs> um, no, um, uh, the first call we made with Tom. Yeah, letting you into a bit of a secret here, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to keep this from you, but um, the first call I made to Tom, uh, it was um, it, it didn't record, and uh, I dropped dropped an f bomb in right. there, and um, <laughs> we chuckled, and uh, then I thought to myself as I hung up, I thought, oh god, right, okay, that means I'm going to have to actually do some editing on this. Yeah. Um, then I realised that I hadn't recorded, so I phoned Tom back, um, and we uh, thankfully he was doing something different this time. Uh, but I was so enamoured with the um, with the uh, with the f bombing that I just went and did it again. Right, which was really careless. Yeah, that is quite careless, Simon. Yeah. And did he reciprocate the first time round? No. So what you've done there is teach him bad behaviour. <laughs> well, Tom, the things that Tom's going to be getting up to are going to be very sweary from now on. Wow. I've <laughs> taught him. I've taught him that little word. I'm looking forward to uh, him working his way through all the squares. And illustrating them in this his is, actions. Why don't you email in? What swears do you know? What swears do you know? Maybe we can swap them so the bigger boys will leave us alone. <laughs> and speaking of the bigger boys, here's Sunset Rubdown, who are all 18 feet high. Uh, yep, that is actually finished. That was Sunset Rubdown with Amending of the Gowl. Lyrics taken, of course, directly from Good Housekeeping magazine. <laughs> I might have a Sunset Rubdown tomorrow. It... <laughs> really? 
You're just going to leave that hanging there. Just might do that. Now, listeners, you may recall at the start of the show, I uh, did say that I've had a bit of a odd week. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I bought a rowing machine. Oh, okay. Boom! At the car boot. At the car boot sale. Good. Yes. One of the things I had to do was walk up and go, um, how, how much was that? Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't have a price written on it, Simon. <laughs> some do, some don't. No, none of them have prices written on them. And <laughs> not, on a, not, not on no price Sunday, no. Right, not on anyway, no price Sunday. Continue, sir. Anywho. Uh, yes, I had to go up and uh, I went and bought a rowing machine. Lovely stuff. I haven't had a rowing machine since uh, uh, late November when I inadvertently ripped the arms off my old one. <laughs> That's some, some ferocious rowing you're doing there. <laughs> some ferocious rowing. You're imagining what it would be like to row in concrete. <laughs> Basically. But what else is a rowing machine? Fine. If not imagining Fine. rowing yep. on dry land. Yep, fair enough. Carry on. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so no, you thought you'd have a rowing machine. I bought myself a new rowing machine. I thought, I'm pretty excited about this. Tuesday, got back from work and went, you know what? I'm going to make the most of this rowing machine. Hop on there. Pop on a, uh, a fun film all about Romans punching each other with swords in their hands. And um, yeah, 40 minutes on a rowing machine. Very, very wise. Legs were tired, you know. Push for the burn, though. Push Will. for the burn, push for the burn, push for the hern. Yeah. So oh. I regret my actions <laughs> of Tuesday. <laughs> so, William, you're lumpier than normal then. I am it's somewhat lumpier than normal in a lopsided manner. Oh, my God. <laughs> So you have a hernia now, and, yes. and this isn't this isn't this isn't you know sort of fairly hyperbolic, is it? This is um, this is actual medical actual, hernia, actual medical hernia. And I repeated a trick. Do you recall a while back where I had to go to a dentist to deal with emergency face pain caused by teeth? Yes, yes. Well, I repeated a trick yet again of watching a medical professional's face as they look quite casual. It's not it's normally just a piece of uh, fatty tissue. You just pop it back in there. You just lie down and just pop it back in there and you just take it easy for a couple of days. And you're just there prodding it and prodding it and then just face fell. <laughs> oh no. Prodding and prodding and prodding. Right. Okay. Um Okay, I'm just going to try something else. <laughs> That when he came back with the big bit of two before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just kind of started uh, went to town on it. Yeah, basically, just started giving me an old-fashioned vasectomy, <laughs> retro operation there. Yes, so, so oh that's good. Fun. Right, okay, yeah, and right again. Okay, that presumably so I'm, is why I'm you're feeling a little bit tired. Yeah, because it's um, complicated doing things like sleeping and not stressing about. Jeez, <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah, it's great fun. It's I, really good fun. I I'm really delighted. wish you wouldn't do these things just so you have an anecdote on the radio. I mean, I, the listeners don't know what you have to go through. This isn't even where it ends, but <laughs> we might even pick up my stupid week later on. Because okay. I did a thing to try and get over this. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I might be kind of an idiot. There's kind of part of my brain that's... I mean, I know you're a grown-up and you can just about cope but there's just, a part of you can just about cope well I'm sorry but really Don't and um, you know but there's just a little bit of me that's like oh it's my little brother but then I look at you and I think ah, I don't know you're working out so I don't think I will <laughs> no, no but you know I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the journey <laughs> yeah go on play some pop music and then maybe we'll find out later what your, your, your brilliant idea was <laughs> Pick up on how to resolve the issue of an unexpected <laughs> rowing base hernia <laughs> after David Bowie and Life on Mars. It's a god awful small affair.
lovely stuff. Thank you, David Bowie there with Life on Mars, um, interjecting himself in an anecdote about how on earth one goes about the business of self-improvement. You were just about to tell us about your amazing attempt to cure yourself, as I understand. Is that right? <laughs> not, no, hang on. Not my amazing attempt to cure myself. <laughs> oh, I Will's amazing home hernia cure. <laughs> um, go on, carry on, as you are. Yeah. So, Tuesday, gave myself a hernia. Wednesday, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. Of course, sunny day, managed to deal with the doctor, um, caused the horrific face, got back and went, right, I, I don't know what I can do now. I don't know if I can go running. I, I, what if I can't go running? What if that's going to exacerbate the situation? Yeah, okay, Practice fine. make it worse. Yes. Um, so, can't do that. Um, probably shouldn't go on the rowing machine again. I mean, that... that <laughs> Didn't work, did it? That feels like adding petrol explosions to the flames. <laughs> um, made a decision mm -hmm. um, with my lovely lady housemates. Yes. What we should do, we should, just, we should just get out of Dodge for a while, you know? Hop into the car okay. and, just, and just get out. So, D Dawlish? Yep, okay, I know. Dawlish, yes. lovely choice. Let's go to Dawlish. Okay. Yeah. Made a small error of judgment. Which is? Well, one. Yes. Dawlish is an hour's drive away, bare minimum. Yes. In quite hot conditions. Yes. Simon, have you ever seen me in hot conditions? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, not good, is it? Yes, that old chestnut. William gets flustered. That old roast chestnut? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Uh, second error of yeah. this um, uh, this kill or cure, bordering mm -hmm. on the uh, former. Yes. <laughs> well, in the morning, I've been just kind of waiting around for the doctor's phone because I don't get signal inside my house. Okay, yep. So I hadn't really been going inside and doing things like maybe taking on fluids. Oh, right, okay, fine, then yep. drove to Dawlish. Yeah. So uh, we, we shared a half bottle of Diet Coke. <laughs> right. Um, both on the way down and on the way up, the same bottle. Great. <laughs> we, had a, we had a coffee while we were there. Even better. Mmm. So my fun week of uh, being cured basically consists of getting rather aggressively sunburnt, so heat-stricken. <laughs> Dehydrated. Dehydrated, heat-stricken, and sunburnt. With a hernia. With a hernia. <laughs> Kill and or cure. <laughs> and a rowing machine now dominating our workshop that I can't use. <laughs> Taunting you. <laughs> have, have you thought about um, going to a car boot sale on Sunday and buying an anti-rowing machine? Right. Just a thought. It might, might, might. I, might I, Simon, sort of I, lo I love your enthusiasm for uh, problem solving. Yes. I will say. Yes. Uh, right, uh, one of the things I will say here. Yes. What? 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 What do? What is it? What is an anti-rowing machine? <laughs> Uh, it, it's um, it's just the opposite of a rowing machine. It's just the opposite. It's just of a the opposite, machine. and it might pop your hernia back in. That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. Like I'm not technically a doctor. Not technically. No. I mean, no. you trade as a doctor. Yeah, of course I do. But um, you don't. On the to... internet, I'm a doctor. Uh, yeah, as far as the internet's concerned, <laughs> I'm a doctor. Yeah, I, I would. I would seriously consider an astronaut. Either investing in or inventing an anti-rowing an anti machine. machine. See if that pops the hernia back in. So, I'm done. sake what's going on foreplay is the name of the game in Battleton next week as the annual golf tee yelling tournament gets underway entrants will be asked to bellow four in the x-factor style competition and will be judged on volume panache individuality and obedience and on Wednesday the 29th, Clatworthy will be playing host to the Tattered Shawl Recreation Society. 
This celebration of Dickensian prostitutes has been travelling the southwest since last summer and is expected to draw quite a crowd. Full immersion in the recreation can be assisted by the Clatworthy chemist, who's been smashing thermometers in anticipation of treating his past hungry patients. The biannual Gordon Hunt will be taking place in Chipstable on the 26th of April. 14 Gordons have already been rounded up, including special guest Gordon, Gordon Banks, and will be released at 4pm. The hunters will then set off from All Saints Church in an effort to grab and gut a Gordon. Listen out for the traditional calls of Gordon's alive and not anymore he's not. A stuffed Gordon will be available for the children to play with. And uh, recent events in Preston Boyer have been causing some concern in the good citizens of the ten parishes. Concerns about elements such as security, traffic violations, espionage and the sound of weeping lambs. Well, at an unspecified time, at an unspecified place, these concerned citizens will gather silently with grave faces and do what needs to be done. Tickets will be issued on the door to your house. The mobile prison will be winding its way through the 10 parishes on the 29th of April. Residents are advised to leave out any criminals they have been harbouring by 9am at the latest for collection. This council scheme has been a great success, said Chief Constable Bounty Crumbo. Crumbo said, The 10 parishes have long been a hotbed of crime and delinquency, and the amnesty on locals providing refuge for the world's most dangerous ne'er-do-wells is the first step. The next step is Big Rockets. And that's what's going on in the 10 parishes. Blondie there. Mmm, so blonde. And will anything happen? Uh, well, we'll, 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 we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, speaking of which, horoscopes coming up later, listeners. We'll find out whether or not anything, anything will happen. happen. That's right. Uh, now, listeners, uh, a, a, a quick update on uh, the, uh, the, the issue that's been rumbling on for weeks now, uh, which I'm going to refer to as Pestle and Mortargate. Oh, yes. Uh, which, uh, the first time I've said that out loud, and it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Pestle it does and Mortargate. Uh, so, um, listeners, you assonance. may remember that uh, I, um, I bought William a, uh, a rushed present uh, without really thinking about it. I bought him a big brass Pestle and Mortar for his birthday, Yep. and um, didn't really think too much about it, and it turns out that really? it was a wonderful gift. Yes, it was. Yes. And a gift very good. that my wife uh, coveted. Yes, yes, because it's the best pestle and mortar I think either of us had ever seen. Yes, that's right. Especially, yes. yeah, well, that's especially uh, important uh, to this story, given that uh, I bought her one uh, the previous Christmas. It uh, was ropey. Yeah, well, I thought I'd done a good job, but uh, and she, she said to me, oh, it's wonderful, thank you. Uh, but uh, it obviously wasn't. Is that the sound of your wife there? No, not doing a good, <laughs> not, not doing a good job spouse-wise this evening, am I? No, you're not. <laughs> no, I retract all of the above. And um, but, um, but I think I've, I've, I've cracked it this time, William. You because cracked it. Car- Carla's birthday was last week. Oh, and yes. guess what she woke up to? A 10 kilogram granite pestle and mortar. Nice. Thank you. So, um, yeah, pestle and mortar gate is over, I think. I'm not going to be buying any more. You're satisfied. Carla's satisfied. Everyone's got lovely pestle and mortars. <laughs> Everyone. Well, everyone who's important to me. Have you got the folks one yet? Oh, sh- sugar. <laughs> Mum and Dad, for Christmas, <laughs> you will be receiving your own pestle and mortars. And indeed, Richard, your uh, 18th birthday will be um, next year. A wash with pestle and no, mortars. Right. <laughs> there you go. This is being mooted as a. That's being mooted as a. This next song I'm going to play is being mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune of Newsnight. 
muted as a muted as a muted as a muted as a thing muted as a that thing muted as a it's been muted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to um to Blue Peter allegedly allegedly allegedly. And the uh, the following piece of music has been mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to Songs of Praise. Was that Bjork? No, that was. Well, I've crossed it out now, haven't I? Oh, oh, now here's a question. Oh, it's called Breathe Again by the pop group Little People. It sounds a bit like from the album Mickey Mouse Operation. <laughs> Mickey Mouse Operation. Yes, that's right. Hey, William, where hey, the hump is Mickey Mouse from? Oh, uh, Iceland. Nearly. It's America. And oh. I tell you what, I think it's about time we yeah. learnt about another great American life. Oh. <laughs> Why didn't he come in there? My name's Trey Munkle. Y'all ready to snuggle up under the old Star Spangle and learn about the men and women folk of the home of the brave? Settle your britches as we learn about great American lives. was the best darn box of Coney Island ever bred. Some say he was grafted from the very rock that Noah calved the ark from. Others said he fell out of the sky and made merry with the angels on the way. Still others say, my aged aunt, that guy just punched clean through a whole building without spilling his brewski. All I know is, that guy had more wins under his belt than I've had old American apple pies. First time he found himself tussling within them ropes, he whistled the star-spangled banner through the broken teeth of his mangled opponent, a Brooklyn kid by the name of Toby Amstel. Chuck never much cared for the well-being of his punch bags. And when he faced off against Cadillac Kaczynski in 95, I swear the Rusky couldn't tell if it was coffee or Crimea time. When he got too old for this young man's game, as old as the youngest hills old man Tom ever crafted, the die being cast, Alea Jacta Est, as Julian Kaiser would have had it, with all the badnaciousness that goes along with it. Chuck Dredner just didn't know how to quit. Grab himself a few eggs, raise a few chickens, get himself a farm going, move out of the Bronx, take to the hills. Chuck being a man of habit, he made himself a living beating the boondoggle out of X he hadn't yet made the transaction off and wiping the yokey remnants off on surprise cashiers all over this town, which we call home. Nobody, and I consider myself an authority on such matters, knows exactly what happened to Chuck Tretner. Some say he heard of ostriches and walked off in search of this feathery asshole, a story which sounds as impractical as it is delicious fruit to my ears, and one which I'll not dispute for all the Cajun chicken you ever heard of. God bless America, 
And God bless the little children whom God blessed with his huge arms. in the name of Cruella de Vil was that? <laughs> uh, that was, uh, I've got it here somewhere, uh, LCD Sound System mm. with the pop song Daft Punk is playing at my house. A song all about um, Daft Punk arriving at the man's house and the associated panic with setting them up with uh, amplification systems and the like. And I dare say, William, mm. that that man Yes. Who sung the song? Yes. Could have benefited. Yes. From reading his oh horoscopes, no. because then he would have known that Daft Punk were about to turn up. Yeah. Listeners, I wonder whether Daft Punk will be turning up at your house. Uh, we'll find out. Here's the horoscopes. Zodiac signs are an important part of who we are, but astrology is so much more than personality traits. The constant motion of the planets affects our lives in the boardroom, the bedroom, and everywhere in between. From St. Augustine to Russell Grant, many have tried to harness the awesome power of the Zodiac. But one man stands tall above all others and will guide you through the mystical world of this most astronomical of phenomena. Welcome to Horoscopia. The ocean will be your friend this week, so do all the things you'd normally do with friends. Take it for a drive in your brand new Fiat Punto. The salesman said it was surprisingly spacious, and wouldn't you know it, you've drowned. Taurus. You've got everything you'll ever need. You've got it all. You've got every single thing you'll ever need to fight off after two polecats. Well done. Preparation is key. Gemini. That smug Taurus is going to really regret messing with your collection of antique ball bearings. Especially when the fool comes face to face with your trained mink. Who can't even tell the difference between polecats and mink? Taurus, that's who. Cancer. Ghosts aren't real. And anyone who says they are clearly hasn't spent enough time taking into account all the myriad manifestations of psychological suggestion, human pattern matching behavior, and the way that nobody has ever died. Ever. What you're thinking of is astral projection, Cancer. And astral projection is very real. Tuesday will be a day infested with astral projections. Leo. An Amazon review does not count as a strong desire to lead people. Leo, 
Nor does watching old reruns of Have I Got News For You justify your declaration of interest in current affairs. Your CV is a tissue of lies written on old tissues. Lucky you've got that winning smile, Leo. This interview's going to be a blast. Virgo. I think that man's been looking at you for a while now. He seems to have been watching you the whole time. Why you? You're not important. Nip on over and have a word with him. Ask him to try staring at the sky, if you want. No big deal. I just fancied some attention myself. You humans spend too much time staring at each other, and we're all like, Hello, stars. Libra. Knife-fighting skills will be your savior this week. The main trick is making sure you have an excellent pair of thick gloves and good body armor. Fight those knives away, Libra. They've had enough, and your kitchen is an arena of vengeance. Scorpio. A guiding hand will assist you in this week's endeavors. Take the hand in yours and hold it tight. Twist the guiding hand to let it know you're there. Wrench off the guiding hand and tie it around your neck. Now everyone will know you were once blessed by the gods. Sagittarius. Very few people will attend your funeral this week. This is mainly because you never really knew that many people. It is also because your funeral will be conducted on a clifftop by genuine real-life gangsters. Capricorn. The news sheet that you've been curating will fold this week. This isn't a joke about a piece of paper folding. This is a story about your office folding inwards on you. Next week, people will be uninformed about your fate because of the folding. Aquarius. This Saturday, you will discover the fun of writing QWERTY on a QWERTY keyboard. You will also discover the fun of acquiring a tetanus infection in a Syrian field hospital. A mixed week. Pisces. Out of the strong came something sweet, runs the poignant description of bees making honey in a lion's cadaver. This week, a gaggle of hippies will make wristbands from your ankle's tendons. There will not be a catchy expression concerning this.
have got an email. It's sat there in my inbox. Let's have a read and see what it says and then do everything you'd instruct me to. Oh, you f***ing idiot. I'm junk mail. I'm going to screw you over. Take you for every penny you're worth, you f***ing puppet. Uh, what do you think I am, genuine? Uh, you must be f***ing joking, you dirty twat. Send us your bank details. First class there. Jingle by Simon Lee, lyrics by Tom Reed. Lovely. <laughs> sweary old Tom Reed. Sweary That's old not Tom true. Reed. It was all my own work. Um, now, and he's young. <laughs> I've, uh, I received some more junk mail from Dad. It's from Elena. Oh, Elena. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon, my dear friend. Blimey, that accelerated. <laughs> it did a bit. I am the beginner in the internet. Yeah, she's the beginner in the internet. Also, was the first attempt to find friends in the internet. She was the first attempt to find <laughs> friends in the internet. I feel slightly uncertainly. <laughs> is this... Hang on, hang on. Is this some kind of, like, AI that's broken out of CERN or something? <laughs> it gets better. I was first friend in the internet. I feel slightly uncertainly. Ooh. I was registered on this site and found your structure... What? Bear in, mind this this is, is, bear in mind this is our father's structure. This is a rogue AI chasing down daddy. It is interesting to me to learn you closer. I have overlooked to speak to you about myself. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes. My name is Elena and I am 26 years. I live... <laughs> I live in small city of Russia. In the small, in the small city. That's a pretty small city right there <laughs> of Russia. Man alive, <laughs> tiny. I hope that it does not frighten you. <laughs> Russia, it does a bit. <laughs> in all fairness, my opinion has no value for you. <laughs> but I want that you knew that I have only the good relation to you and your country. I shall hope that you write me very soon. I shall send necessarily to you some of, some of my photos when you will write to me. It's quite necessary. <laughs> and I also want to see your photos. I sincerely wait for your letter. What? And then Elena ends this sumptuous email yeah, with the sumptuous. phrase, Do not overlook. <laughs> I quite like ending in any kind of thing with do not overlook. <laughs> yeah. Just don't pay too much attention. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Or don't well, actually, I think it, it, it's actually the, um, the, the sort of foreign policy of Russia, isn't it? Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to that. Uh, we've got, um, I received some of my own junk mail. I actually did satire there, didn't I, Will? I think, I think it's their domestic policy <laughs> as well, to be honest. Damn, I couldn't decide which, which it was. I've got some more as junk well, mail that okay. came to me. Okay. Oh, okay. I would like to introduce myself formally as Mr. Kingsley Mogharu. <laughs> The payment coordinator, Central Bank of Nigeria. Oh, of course. Yeah, Kingsley. <laughs> How you doing? A gay dog. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Hey, Pax. Uh, this morning at about, brackets, 9am. About. <laughs> I was alerted by my secretary that three men were at my office reception waiting to see me. And so I asked my secretary to let them in. All three. It's a gripping tale. It is a gripping tale so far. Here comes the twist. Yeah. Ready? Okay. To my surprise... Mm. They were two Canadians and one Nigerian. <laughs> really, these men were unexpected by me because their visit was impromptu. <laughs> An impromptu visit from two Canadians and a Nigerian. Though. Yeah, an unexpected impromptu visit. Who'd have thought? Two Canadians and a Nigerian walk into a bank <laughs> at 9am. 
about. And they were asked the following question. I had to ask them why they came to see me in person, and they said that they were here to claim the inheritance sum of 15 million US dollars, which rightfully belongs to you on your behalf. <laughs> These foreigners actually claimed this beyond reasonable doubts. <laughs> They, well, hang on. If they claim that beyond reasonable doubt, <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't think you've got much of a case there, have you? No. I asked them, who authorised them to come down to Nigeria for the claim of this payment? And they told me you authorised them to come and claim this funds on your behalf. In fact, this was the biggest shock that this bank had ever received so far. How, how do you... How do you quantify a shock? <laughs> they actually tendered some vital documents which proved that you actually sent them for the collection of this funds. Oh, well, proof, 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 proof provided. Honestly, it really baffles me that you took such a decision without my consent. <laughs> Kingsley got angry. Kingsley's got some passive aggressive things. Kingsley quite, turned around. For what is largely quite a sort of um, uh, professional sounding email. Honestly. <laughs> using the word baffle. As the payment coordinator to this noble bank, I was supposed to release this funds to them, but I refused to do so because I wanted to hear from you first. Kindly clarify us on this issue before we make payment to these foreigners who came on your behalf. We look forward to hearing from you, Mr. Kingsley Muhaglu. I... Kingsley. You Kingsley. can remain baffled, Kingsley. Yeah, he's a baffled man. Um, and speaking of people being baffled, um, yes, I, 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 as I mentioned earlier, I sang, singing a little bit of Badly Drawn Boy. Yes. Uh, other song that I suddenly remembered I knew the lyrics to. Um, a little bit of uh, Karl Orff. Lovely. So, yeah, so I've been belting this out at the top of my voice in the clothing cage at work. <laughs> And uh, that was the sound of the um, clothing <laughs> cage. <laughs> the clothing cage. Should yeah. you explain what the clothing cage is? Or well, it's, where the, it's where the clothing is kept. So it can kind of roam free within a like uh, within like a within a an environment uh, away from the customers because the customers tend to feed and things. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So you're allowed to go in there and feed them because you're an employee. Because I'm an employee, I've received the necessary training to make sure the clothing will be well treated, and uh, you know it's just, it's just a lot safer. It's just a lot more convenient. Well, fair enough. Well, right on. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> Right on! Yeah, yeah. When are we next on? Uh, we're next on in a fortnight's time, but the interesting thing about that uh, next fortnight's time, William, yes. is that we're not actually going to be here. Uh, because I'm uh, going away, uh, going to Scotland. Scotland? Yes, uh, Scotland. And uh, so we're going to be pre recording next week. Um, and okay. uh, so, yes, listeners, we won't be here, but we will be here. It's kind of weird. In two weeks' time, you'll hear what we were like a week ago. In a week's time, of course, don't forget, you can listen to what we were like a fortnight ago. That's right. It would be a good opportunity to uh, listen to us and find out what we were like in the past, but in the future. Yeah, so Precisely. Uh, in between now and then, of course, it's critical to understand what it is that we've learnt. <laughs> Tom's a quick learner when it comes to swearing. Mum, Dad and Richard will be receiving pestle and mortar gifts for Christmas. Some car boot stalls have prices, some don't. Nine out of ten hernias pick rowing machines over other leading brands. Do not use the phrase massive petrol explosion in a petrol station. And we learned that all emails are hereby to end with a command do not overlook. 
This has been Sorinos in service. There are varmints awaiting an entrance, but in between now and then is the pure horror that is the end of the show. Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. the show that was it it was um well we can't remember anything of it and we were no, recording this intro it's... straight afterwards yeah um so um i hope it was good and uh this is the outro by the way yes this is the outro this is the podcast that uh, was the podcast and um we will speak to you in a fortnight when we'll be uh, with a pre-recorded show yeah precisely uh, we'll actually be speaking to you from a week from before will you hear this podcast <laughs> that's right yes that's right so if you want to hear what we sound like in the past in a week's time then tune into the next show yes from the past <laughs> what's Ooh. gonna have happened to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> speak to you then <laughs> toodles